Welcome back to the Fashion Edit. I'm your co-host, Liv. And I'm Brenda. And we are so excited to bring to you our first guest, Isabella, with True Tone Swimwear. Hi. Oh, hi. You want to give us a little intro about what you do and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm the founder of True Tone Swim, which is a tan through swim line company. Um, before that, uh, I started doing like the whole influencing thing. So I do that on the side as well. Um, but I guess my main, you know, title that I go by now, I guess is, you know, uh, founder of True Tone Swim. That's awesome. Yeah. So jealous. Yes. <laughs> we're working towards that goal. So yes. we're excited. <laughs> and you are in nice and warm California, mm-hmm. unlike here, yes. <laughs> freezing yes. cold. cold Ohio, but <laughs> yes, gotta be by the beach always. Yes. Yeah, especially with your brand, you know. I, I can't move ever. No. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Were you born in California? No, so I was actually raised in Italy. Um, so I moved oh out here six years ago i want to say for college uh that's amazing yeah so now that i have a beach close by i'm like i could never go back yeah rome where you're landlocked um definitely so you're from rome then Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think it's pretty chaotic and stressful over there too so yeah, I studied in Florence, Italy, like back in college, wow. and visited like Rome and everywhere around, and it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, I do like it. it a lot. It is so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do have a list of questions that we want to kind of ask you to get to know you a little bit better, and so our viewers can also get to know you and, you know, learn a lot from this interview. Um, so Liv, you want to shoot on the first question? Yeah. Okay. So let's see, what made you want to start your own brand and why did you choose somewhere? So, um, to start the idea of the whole turn through notion I had probably in like middle school and high school. I was always on the swim team, always, you know, in the ocean. My dad and brother always are spearfishing. So I've always been around the ocean, the beach, the pool. Uh, and I always thought to myself, you know, why is tan through not a thing? And so that idea always, you know, played with my head for years and years. And obviously in high school and middle school, I wasn't going to start up my brand. Um, and then during COVID, now what? Two years ago, um, I I was a senior in college, and I was like, you know what? Like now's the time to do it. I um, at the time had just got a job with Restoration Hardware doing interior design, and so that's kind of when I was starting developing my sketches and like finding my manufacturer was while I was at um, Restoration Hardware. Um, So I was actually learning the whole design. Um, like CAD and everything on the computer through them. So that really helped as well. And so, yeah, it was really during COVID where I was like, now's the time to do it. I will regret it. I know in 10 years when someone blows up from doing it and I'm like, oh, I had that idea. 
So that's kind of what started it all. Awesome. And then I launched this past February. Wow. Uh, so during COVID is when I was um, like working on the fabric and all of that. Oh, so it took you like a whole, what is it? Yeah, so shipping during COVID was so crazy. And Long Mm -hmm. Beach docks were taking like months and months and months to ship things. So my first order, um, I had in containers. And the containers took, I want to say, actually, when I restocked, it took like two months or something. And so ever since then, I've air freighted all of my... Uh, inventory but during COVID it was so backed up and so hard to just like get stuff in that's why it took so long (laughs) and samples you know going through all these rounds of samples and they're sending the wrong thing and you're like no I want this this and this and the language barriers Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that's crazy yeah wow so glad we're done with COVID yes um Okay, so the second question is, did you go to school for fashion or are you self-taught? Because I I know you mentioned you were like a senior in college. Yeah, so I actually studied business and economics. Um, Mm -hmm. And my whole life, I thought I would do hotel management, which is super random. So I've always worked in (laughs) hotels. Um, And I worked for Prada for a little bit. And living in Rome, you're always surrounded by fashion and um, you know, all of the big names are over there. And so it was very, like, I was very immersed in it, even if I wasn't as aware. Um, and I think that's kind of what sparked that interest in me. So I've always been interested in fashion, but I didn't really ever expect, you know, like middle school me would never think I would have a line right now and like making it my full-time job so um, yeah you don't need necessarily all the schooling for fashion like it, it's a scam yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have helped you know for different reasons as far as sketching things and like I wouldn't say I could like go out and design like this elaborate coat, but maybe if I had gone to fashion school, it would have been made it easier. But um, it's definitely not a requirement to start your own business. Yeah, 100%. I can agree with that. I know we both went to college for fashion, for fashion. And I will definitely say, yeah, like I learned, I wouldn't have known how to like sew or um, do like all the sketching and things like that. We, like, touched briefly on, like, tech packs and things like that in school, but for the most part, it just did not prepare you for... The like, real world. Yeah. Or it like was, like, industry. fantasy land, like, fantasy land, like, oh, you can design whatever you want, but in reality, it's just, yeah. like, no, is it practical? Are you actually going to be able to sell this? Yes, no, and then you go from there. Yeah. But, and they don't teach you the business side at all, no, for sure. Like at all. They almost teach you how to be, like a puppet like oh you're just gonna listen to whatever corporate says and you're just gonna climb that ladder and that's it and that always happens you know you hear all these stories of these amazing designers and then people using it as their own when in reality like they could have started this amazing line on their own um but they don't have the business skills behind it yeah yeah and sadly that's the most important part because if you don't know how to run a business you're not gonna go anywhere yeah (laughs) yeah so, okay, next question is, 
how did you come up with the concept like for your fabric? Um, and like, how does it work exactly? If you can explain a little more. Yeah. So the idea, obviously, as I mentioned before, I had a while back, um, and I didn't really know where to start at that point. And in Italy, there's like this fabric central town, like where they're known for creating the most amazing fabrics. And so I knew someone that worked over there, um, that was a dental hygienist. And I was like, this is far-fetched, but like, do you know anyone that works in the fabric industry? And then he ended up referring me to someone that referred me to someone in Japan. So um, my fabric's from Japan. So I worked with a fabric engineer from over there uh, for a year and a half before I developed the fabric that I wanted. Um, but it was just rounds and rounds of samples and me like trying it on in the tanning booth to make sure, you know, it, it actually worked through versus like yeah. and using it at the beach, like so like different scenarios. Um, and like I mentioned with COVID, like the sample rounds just took longer than I wanted to. I want to say it took eight rounds of sampling of just the fabric. And then I had to do, you know, all the designs and everything. So it definitely took a little bit, which it could have been faster, but I didn't really know. I was like self-teaching myself all these things yeah. that I can best people and like not trying to get scammed by anyone. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I This found. is a little bit off topic, but it's kind of crazy. Like all the, like this process and how many samples yeah. it took. We talk about this all the time. Like when people question like the price, it's like there's so many steps that go before yeah even launching then it's just mm -hmm. like the price kind of reflects all the commitment all the work that you put in like you said like you tested this out so many ways to make sure it worked like i feel like any other cheap brand would just be like oh whatever like let's just yeah, it and hope for the best you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah you have to test it in chlorine and salt water and like send it to labs so they can like test if the ink or all the you know dyes dissolve like they need to do all these tests on it before it can be actually put for sale um yeah yeah that's incredible and i feel like yeah you definitely learn as you go mm -hmm. like starting your own brand or business in general yeah. so definitely. it's really cool to see the it. process yeah. yeah you just gotta do it go for it yeah. um let's see what has been your biggest challenge and what has been the biggest challenge you face growing your brand? Um, I don't even know how to read it anymore. <laughs> I would say I definitely got very lucky with TikTok because that's how it really took off. Was So the second week I launched, uh, one of my videos hit 36 million views, and that's kind of what, like, sold oh my me gosh. out. <gasps> yeah, that's what sold me out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was selling out super quick for probably the first, like, six months. Um, and so the hardest part initially was, you know, getting inventory. And the first inventory count, it, I was off a few numbers. So, like, I oversold my first batch, and I was freaking out because, like, it would have taken me, you know, two months to get the other batch. And um, so it was kind of staying organized and... Um, just 
you know, email every customer back immediately. And I think the biggest issue I had that I needed to like, like learn not to do is take everything personally. So like every email that comes through, like you can't, you know, overthink everything and be like, oh my gosh, my brand is, you know, not good enough. Um, cause there's always going to be unhappy people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the biggest challenge was like keeping up with everything and then finding good employees was another tough part. Luckily, a lot of them had emailed me and were like, oh, I'm obsessed with your brand. Like would love an interview. So that's how actually I have my current, um, employees, but, um, I definitely had a lot of trial and error with that as well. Um, it's hard to find people that are generally interested in, you know, the brand and wanting to work. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Wow. What's crazy. that TikTok? Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody wants to work these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people going to want to get your information and, like, see how you do things, but they don't have, like, yeah. good intentions sometimes. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah the small brand. It's... And everyone wants to work from home now. I mean, everyone's yeah. used to it, so they're like, I don't want to. And you're yeah. like, um, I need to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in the fashion industry, you you have to be hands-on. hands-on. Um, I know even, like, my 9-to-5 job right now is um, with Abercrombie, and we are we do, like, the hybrid thing, which I love. It's great. So yeah, at least fresh. doing some days from home and mm-hmm. some in the office. Yeah. But, it's yeah. good to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So on to the next, um, what's been now the most rewarding part of having your own brand and your biggest accomplishment so far? Um, I think, yeah, definitely biggest accomplishment was, seeing those numbers grow so quickly because, you know, you hear all these stories of all these people starting brands and it takes years and years to actually start gaining a presence. Um, so I would say growing an audience and community that quickly, I am super grateful for. And I'm trying to think, I think just starting, like I'm definitely proud of myself for just, taking the risk and just starting because if I hadn't, you know, I don't know what I, I'd probably still do it like be doing content creation or, um, something else, which also very great path, but I definitely wanted to do this for a long time. So I'm glad I took it. You go girl. That's the hardest I think that's the hardest step ever. It's just, it's just starting. Yeah. And you just figure things out as you go, but it's just that initial step that you're like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people just assume that, you know, you have this whole background and all these different areas and that you were super prepared. But really, I mean, I've been, like a lot of people start from ground zero and just learn as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a baby. Like you can never be truly prepared, like a hundred percent for whatever right. to come. Like real life just hits you in the face and you got to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely was thinking pessimistic, not pessimistically, but at the beginning I was like, oh, you know, like I took a trip to Hawaii the week I launched because I was like, oh, just, you know, it'll be slow start. And then numbers kept 
accumulating on the TikTok views. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that translated to sales. And I was like, shoot, I need to get home and like pack all these orders. I don't like have any employees. Like I need to do it all. Yeah. Started. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. Yes. Very good problem to have. Good for you. Yeah. Um, but that's, oh, I was just going to say, just kind of going off of that. I know, um, we even posted something yesterday on like our Instagram kind of going along with that, like just taking the risk because I feel like so many people don't do cause they're afraid to fail yeah, or like yeah. it is taking a risk. Like, especially there is money involved, obviously. Um, and things like that. But I always tell people like, the only way, yeah, you're going to fail is if you don't try at all. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you truly fail is when you stop trying. So if you don't yeah. keep trying, you're never going to fail. Like, you're just going to figure it out as you go. But, like, right. once you fail one time and you quit, then that's truly failing. You yeah. can't quit. I haven't even told that many people. I feel like when I was first starting out, I was like, I'm not even going to, you know, share it too much or tell that many people because like if it does fail I don't want to be you know that person that was oversharing her whole experience and then like doesn't sell anything so I kept it pretty low-key up until I had a launch event the week before I launched um I feel like a lot of people didn't even know I was working on it yeah Um, yeah but you know we're like on the mic like here's our yeah here's our story going through our (laughs) brand (laughs) <laughs> no but i guess sometimes it's good to keep it a secret because yeah. you don't get all these like um opinions from other people and sometimes right. other people like yeah deflect their fears onto you and right. you're like oh wait maybe it is a bad idea to start business maybe it is scary like yeah. recession's right. coming like maybe we should slow down you know what i mean so like sometimes it's good to just keep yeah. it low key sure. and just do it <laughs> yeah a lot of the older people like some mentors of mine you know, that have been really successful in their own businesses. Like I would talk to them about it and they were like, Oh no, is there really a market for that? Cause you know, nowadays, like everyone's very skin conscious. And, um, so a lot of people were even telling me like, Oh, don't do it. Don't bother doing retail, just all this stuff. Uh, and I'm glad I kind of took it with a grain of salt and still continued what I was doing on my own. Uh, and look at you now, right. look at you now. Yeah definitely but anyone yeah um so you kind of did touch on this this is your full-time job um how long did it take for this to actually be your full-time job like was it immediately because obviously you blew up with like 37 million views was it like immediately or did you still have to kind of wait a few months to kind of break even um the year before so while I was working on fabrics and everything, I was still doing a lot of Instagram brand deals. And I still do um, just because I like to keep it like every day is really different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, yeah, the second week of launching, it really wasn't slowing down. So it kind of started becoming my full time thing like from the get go. Um, and... Yeah. I didn't have to spend any money in ads, which was really nice. And like I said, like now we live in such a like crazy world where we, you know, can market in so many different ways. And I think just experimenting with different ways of marketing um, without feeling the need that you need to like buy all these ads and 
do all that. Like, I think that was truly like so beneficial. Um, but yeah, I'd say week two, that kind of ever since then, it's been my full time. Wow. Good for you, girl. Good yes. for you. <laughs> you love to hear it. Yes. Okay. And then, so what are your goals for your brand in, let's say like the next five years? Um, so doing New York fashion week was definitely like a goal of mine. And I just did that a few months ago. Um, so after doing that once I'm like, okay, now I need to like get into Paris fashion week and all the other ones. Um, so definitely being in more, you know, runway shows because that was an incredible experience. And, um, I'm in several boutiques, but probably just being, more global so in more boutiques in australia and um other obviously in italy so i'm in one boutique in italy as well um but just having more of a presence i guess is obviously a goal and revolve trying to i feel like yours would fit perfectly with revolve yeah hopefully that happens soon but yeah definitely fashion shows and do you think you would ever have, like, a physical store of just your swimwear? I don't think so. Just because so many boutiques sell all these different brands in their stores, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense, especially right now. Obviously, yep. it'd be really cool to have a storefront, but logistically, nowadays, I mean, I can't even remember the last time I tried on a bikini, really. <laughs> I feel like now yeah, everyone buys stuff online. Um, and if I'm in several boutiques kind of all over the place, people that do want to try it on can, um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely not in the books right now, but maybe one day, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then honestly, our last question is just like, do you have any tips or advice for any of our listeners who want to start their own brands or their own companies? I think, like I said, just, you know, if you have an idea that you're super passionate about, I think no matter what, like, if you're that passionate about it, then so will other people. And, like, if you're willing to buy your own product, then, like, so will other people. So I think if you're um, looking at something that you have a feeling will be super good for the community or just, like, that's something people will like and need, I think it'll be successful and there's so many tools now that you can learn, you know, to build a website from scratch. Like you can literally do everything from YouTube um, and everything's free basically that you need to learn. So I think just starting is really what more people need to just, you know, ignore all the other voices and not think about the failure aspect. Cause even failing, like I actually had, a business in high school where I was selling hair ties made of bikini fabric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> they're really, I still use them all the time. Um, and it was called Kini tie. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is such a great idea. Like it's, actually really cool. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, I barely sold any, but I was so excited about it, but I still learned how to, you know, build a website and like be better at product photos. And like, that was kind of a stepping stone. Um, so obviously like, don't be scared of your failures and 
using as a learning experience. Yeah. And you only get better with practice. So yeah, right. definitely just showing up every day and just doing the thing yeah. and talking to people, like just, you know, getting tips from other business owners. Like everyone's really, for the most part, I think open to sharing their experiences on what worked for them and what didn't. Um, so I think just talking to others, learning online, all helps. Yeah. And I feel like too, with all that being said, um, and I know you said that, yes, like you got lucky with like TikTok and things blowing up, but on the other hand, like it is so much hard work and like you put in, you know, all this time, like for, yeah, a couple of years, um, even before that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that people hear and like see that side because especially on social media these days, like that's what people mm-hmm. for the most part don't talk about. It's just like, look at my life. I, you know, did right. this and that. And it's like the, the grind though, to get there is something you can't imagine. Yeah. And there's negative negative parts about like going viral. For example, I had so many copycats. So like people pushing ads yeah. with face on it, like showing the swimwear and like acting like they were selling the swimwear and had identical websites to mine. So I had to like hire out a whole team of lawyers and like all this stuff. Cause yeah, I was getting emails from people saying, Hey, I accidentally ordered from this website. I think they're pretending to be you, but I never got my swimsuit. So, like, that was definitely an obstacle wow. I had to kind of figure out how to navigate through. Because um, that happened probably on, like, 30 accounts. Um, oh, my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. I literally have so many screenshots of just, like, ads with my face and, like, another title of a brand. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, there's definitely a lot of, you know things that and also kind of like the work of staying consistent and staying relevant like okay cool right. you went viral a year ago but like can staying you still keep that yeah. same audience now yeah and like bring in new customers you know what i mean so it's yeah. always hard work like it's never stops <laughs> totally and that comes with being if you're an influencer like you have to stay on top of every trend and every music mm-hmm. and every, everything yeah everything. The trends the, the music that's yeah. current yeah it's yeah. great. It's a lot of work. Like you literally leave a nine to five to work twenty four seven. Yeah. No. no. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to do? So we always do this like segment at the end. Um, so like a trend that you are currently loving, and one that you're like, no, this is a flop for me. So if you want, yeah, to go first, we can, or yeah, we can you, go you first. Can go first. You want to think. Like, I yeah. the, the weird one is like the d- bleaching the eyebrows thing. I, oh my gosh, yeah. We were just talking about Julia Fox. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I literally saw that today. I was like, okay, let's see if you're stunning, like maybe you can pull it off. But it like, I, I, I think they used a TikTok like filter or something and used it on myself, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this <laughs> never be a trend because I, I'm never gonna do it to myself. Yeah, no, I love that trend did not happen. I know. Julia Fox still thinks it's a trend, but it's not working. What are you loving? Um, I'm loving all these, like, European skirts, you know, with the pockets. I just went to Paris, and I feel like everyone was wearing those. Uh, 
boys love trench coats. No, we trying to find trench coats. Friends that are. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's so many. Like everything's trending. I know. Like we love everything. It's kind of hard to pick something that we don't really love. Yeah. 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 That was good. That was good. What about you? What are um, you I'm loving feathers. I feel like everyone is putting feathers on everything recently, and I'm here for it. I love feathers. Um, one thing I'm not loving is the low-rise micro mini skirts. Like I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, it's I like, like the regular mini skirts, but not the low rise mini skirts because they're like this big. I just ordered one and I'm like 5'10, so a lot of the mini things are like even more mini. And mm-hmm. if I were to even like halfway bend over, like it'd be game over. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like long and cute and whatever, and it was not it. Yeah. I wish people knew like fashion is hard work, looking cute. Taking those yeah. Yeah. Hard work. yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh. Okay, what about you? Um, so I am not really a fan of the headband trend. Oh. And I feel like everyone yes. is. Okay, so like so like the what like the call like the poofy ones? Puffy Prada ones. Like it's just I feel like some girls like it looks really cute. Yeah. And like pulls it off, but I'm like the Prada one, yeah, it's a dream. Um, <laughs> but put on and it was not looking good. At least, on yeah. The, I know. Like, I'm like, mm. it. yeah. <laughs> it's not for me, but that's okay. Um, have, like, depending on your head shape, it could look yeah. weird. Yeah. Plus, I wear my hair like slicked back in a bun, ninety-five percent of the time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but. Something that I am loving is just like the activewear sets, like the matching, you know, little top and leggings under like a trench coat yeah. or, you know, like a puffer coat or something. And just kind of making that like more elevated. So you're like comfy, but comfy with you. Even sweats. It's been, I've seen a lot of. I know. We're like. <laughs> trench coat, it makes it look like. So much better. But when you're just wearing it like this, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so underdressed. Mm-hmm. But you're on a trend and you're ready for like a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for your time. This was really fun. You've been very informative. You have taught us a lot of things. And I think, you know, you've got me even more excited to start our own brand and just yeah. do our thing. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much and yeah, everyone, um, go yes, her. go follow and shop. We will be tagging everything um, for you in our like show notes and everything. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, Any last things you want to tell everyone? <laughs> um, I don't know. Just start. Go after it. Yes. Love no, it. Don't wait till tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, just go for it. And everyone loves bikinis, and Christmas is coming up, guys. So yes. shop right now. And shop, yes, shop like small businesses. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Female owned yes. businesses. Female too. owned, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so yes, much. Thank and, you. Yes. and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.